Hey everybody, it's Charity coming to you with a new episode of the Badass Women of Promo Podcast. I want to just take a quick minute to shout out to two of my favorite companies in the whole wide world, All Made, who is a great partner to work with when you're looking for eco and socially conscious products. They do recycled plastic bottle t-shirts and are now also making face masks. So go ahead and check them out at allmade.com and also Common Skew, which is an ERP system for the promotional products industry and a whole lot more. So make sure you check them out at commonskew.com. Um, as we're getting started today, I have a really special guest and friend of mine on, Miss Lisa Bibb. How the heck are you? Heck fine. How are you? <laughs> well, you know, so we're recording this at a very special time in our nation's history. <laughs> uh, so the how are you question, I think, is a little, I don't know, the answers I get these days are pretty darn interesting, but yeah. You're kind of like getting by, you're, you're sure everything's going to be okay, but right now it feels kind of weird. Yeah, and looking in the mirror every day is also a special oh, treat. God. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's neon orange hair that's a new oh, one I think I might that? just keep it right <laughs> whoa. whoa who is that I'm wearing my sunglasses and a hat right now so you can't really see what's going on so that's nice that's super nice I love it I love it gonna... sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten there yet but I do have a hat on standby next to my desk just in case I need to you know, end up on a video call I wasn't expecting or something like that. And if you've ever seen my Facebook post, I always say, I'm like, I don't know how to hat. Well, I'm learning. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have to be a certain size in the crown so they don't make your ears stick out or look like a little beanie. Yeah. Okay. So wait, is the ears sticking out normal? Because I put my hat on and I'm like, what is this? Like there's <laughs> my hair is a bump. I'm like, I don't, I'm trying to tuck my ears under the hat. Like, is that how you're supposed to wear hats? I, I'm not even sure anymore. I, and you know what? If you have a good hat and you put your sunglasses on, it screws them up even worse. So there awesome. you go. Just go. Just go all the way. Go for it. <laughs> well, Lisa, I know who you are and uh, a lot about you, but I know there are probably some people listening that don't have a clue. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how long have you been in promo? Well, I started out um, in 19... 89 I think it's not long after my son was born and I had to go back to work and um, I actually started out as a bookkeeper for a small promotional firm in Lilburn Georgia and uh, was watching everybody go in and out of the office and they were having a lot more fun than I was <laughs> and I was tired of running reports and doing reconciliations and I said oh I gotta get out of here so I um, went to work for a company called Executique um, and they basically handed me a spectrum catalog and said, go get them tiger. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Who do I call them? What do I say? Do you? Oh no. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I leaned on a few people. I did a lot of crying when I got home at night because rejection is so much fun and, um, uh, just continued to stay in the sales side. I, I got to be, um, a lot more comfortable, obviously, and then uh, kind of changed my role from being outside sales to a program manager, and uh, it got to a place when uh, 2009, I said, I really want to try something different, and lo and behold, the 
opportunity to become an executive director for a regional association came up and I was like, I can't do this. And the lady who was retiring said, oh, but you've been doing it because I had been the president of the Georgia Association for two and a half years. Okay. And then uh, got another opportunity and then another opportunity and one opportunity went away. And so now I am only working with the Georgia Association and the Virginia Associations as their executive directors. Uh, I kind of grew up in a company that it was very important for everybody to be involved with a regional association. The company I was with at that time had three past presidents of the Georgia Association. So it was always all hands on deck. And I, I thought that's what everybody did, right? <laughs> so it became just part of my whole industry lifestyle. You know, you go to the meetings, you volunteer, you step up and you take on responsibility and and now here I am. And now here you are running the whole thing. So for people listening that don't exactly know all the intricacies and ins and outs of what a regional association does, obviously there are what, 28 of them? Is there that right? There are now 27. 27 regional associations in the industry. And so if you're listening and you don't know exactly what this means, they are basically kind of a, a small, a regional, uh, local to a specific area, uh, just a place for suppliers and distributors to kind of meet up. Occasionally they do education sessions and usually a trade show is involved with that. And so the executive director, if you're not familiar with that position, kind of is the, the girl or man in charge of herding all the cats, so which is a really fun thing to do on a board full of volunteer men and women who are also doing their day jobs of being usually suppliers, distributors, and service providers. So uh, we applaud you because I know <laughs> like even paid positions, that's not easy. So you're trying to round up volunteers who are, you know, on the road doing crazy stuff. That's a, a big job, but you do it well. And I, I know that, you know, many people appreciate the benefits that come with having you kind of run their board. So thanks for all you do. Um, you kind of mentioned you've been in the industry for a hot minute. <laughs> Um, and I know you have friends, obviously. I know you. Lots of people know you kind of all across the country just because you've been not only in the industry but also serving in the industry, which lends itself really well to, I think, getting to know a lot of people. Um, obviously, you have friends that are guys and gals, but I'm curious, um, do you feel that, especially being in the industry, you know, with some tenure, that you've had any unique challenges that you've faced specifically as a woman in promo? Like, Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Um, and I th don't know if today's environment with a woman in sales being out calling on men who are not always polite. <laughs> um, back in the day, for whatever reason, men thought it was okay to hit on the women coming in to try and earn a living. Now, I was out there trying to, you know, doing the heels and hose and business suit thing, um, you know, schlepping my stuff around and just trying to, you know, put food on the table and right. keep the roof over the head. And these guys would say inappropriate things and make suggestions and you just have to kind of grit your teeth and just ignore it and, um, you know, take a couple of steps backwards, sideways, out the door, whatever it takes. But um, the, the 
sexual harassment, I mean, who are you going to complain to? Right. Their boss, their boss doesn't care. Um, because you're a woman coming in trying to sell something and then, you know, there's always a string attached, right? Well, uh, that used to just infuriate me, but you just keep your composure and move on. And hopefully that type of a mentality has diminished some. I don't know how much, um, you know, when you get old and fat like I am now, I don't care. Good Lord, girl, <laughs> stop. Well, but I, I feel bad for the, you know, it, it, people will let you in if you, they find you attractive, but then they shouldn't leave something out there that is trying to make you feel like you owe them something else, right. you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I do, I want to say that it's maybe diminished a little bit in the sense that obviously women in the workforce has become so prevalent. Um, women in promo obviously is, there's a ton of us here and um, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but obviously there, we are a force to be reckoned with and a lot of um, women now moving into executive positions. But I still think that there's a lot of pressure um, being a female in the industry. It, it's really interesting to me to um, obviously, you know, in the the middle age spectrum now, <laughs> like I'm, I'm aging up in the ranks. Um, but it is interesting to me too, just to see the favor that some of the young guns get, um, especially like the super attractive. It's you know trying to push your way into circles, into uh, meetings, into things like that. It is. It's still very obvious to me that there is a huge um, kind of discrepancy between you know, people that kind of maybe play into that a little bit more and those that don't. But I also think that we're in a unique place now as females in the workforce that, um, you know, there's enough business in places that we don't have to compromise our morals, one, and we don't have to subject ourselves to inappropriate situations where we feel uncomfortable. I would, I would hope in most cases, and at least that's what I've experienced. I'm like, I just, I refuse in some places with some people, like I will not be alone. I will not go into their office. I will not even sometimes make phone calls. I'm like, if they want to give me business, then they can, but I'm not going to subject myself to that. So um, I think that the, the thing that's maybe changed is not necessarily people's behaviors, but I think that we have a little bit more flexibility to just not, <laughs> like, yes. hopefully. You can pass that business by and find something else somewhere else. Somewhere else, exactly. I know my next question was going to be, how do you overcome these things? But I guess that's kind of, <laughs> we kind of answered that. We just, we don't, we don't have to, we just can avoid it, hopefully. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and you don't have to be rude to somebody, but now, shouldn't these people be thinking, well, that could be somebody's or my sister or my mother or my girlfriend having to endure that? Why is that okay for me to treat her that way and think that it's okay for my relative or whatever, you know? Right. No, 100% agree. I think it's it's definitely a double standard that kind of kind of gets in there. And it is. There's been some uncomfortable situations, but I'm, I'm glad that you've kind of uh, put yourself in a situation where I mean you're kind of not on the road as much which is good and then you figured out how to deal with it too I think you've got a lot of people that have your six <laughs> like you, you know you've earned um a place too where people kind of know I feel like you're kind of one of those take no <laughs> kind of girls like don't mess with Lisa <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 
I love it. I love it. Um, we're kind of moving on a little bit, and I appreciate your comments on that, but um, something we kind of don't want to talk too much about, I suppose, because it could probably encompass an entire day, but uh, what many people probably don't know, too, is that you are the admin on the Promotional Products Professionals group on Facebook, and so I'm curious. We're like, I think there's almost 10,000 people in there now. How did that come up? come about? How did you get roped into to doing that? <laughs> Just starting out on Facebook, I was completely unaware of what it was, what it did, but I knew that my children were on there and they were teenagers at the time and trying to communicate with teenagers. How was your day? Fine. <laughs> Learn anything yeah. new? No. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh, I'll get on Facebook and I'll spy on them. <laughs> but it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> So as I was on there and looking around and saw some people interact and connected with a few people, I was thinking, wow, there are so many people I know in the industry that I don't have a chance to catch up with. I mean, I see them in Vegas or LDW or something like that. Wouldn't it be fun to just kind of get together every now and then? So I started sending out invitations to people that I was already friends with. I mean, starting that group, let me tell you, the panic of hitting that yes button to crank that thing up. I, I remember being so nervous about it and I don't know why now, but you know, I am one of those people who didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. It's scary. I mean, I'll do that. People probably think with as much as I'm on social media, I've heard the comments too. It's like, Oh, well, it's just so easy for you. I'm like, well, I mean, yes and no. Like most of my social media stuff that I do is like for me or my friends or family that, you know, they kind of just know how I am, but you don't know pressing post on a, on a post, how people are going to take, especially people that don't know you, how they're going to respond or take or perceive what you're putting out there. I'm like, for people that know me, like, I don't necessarily, I can be mean, but usually it's not like 99.9% .9 of the time. It's like, I know it's like, I don't really have a mean spirited thing. Like, and so, you know, and I never try to be offensive, but I always try to be very diplomatic and very, let's bring facts into it and not opinion. Cause I think that we drown in opinion sometimes on social media. So oh, yeah. I'm always trying to kind of bring that in. I'm like, yeah, but people are going to think, oh, Charity, the know-it-all. I'm like, I don't want to come across as a know-it-all. I just want to be helpful. So there's a lot of panic and a lot of nerves that go into doing anything on social media because Absolutely. you know that you have the best intentions, but other people don't. And it sets yourself up for a lot of criticism and ridicule. So I, good, good job just putting it out there, growing. It's grown to something just awesome. And it's funny because I've, there has never been any type of advertising the people that I invited, invited other people. And it has totally been organic, That's completely great. organic. No, no advertising, nothing that was pushed out, but paid for or whatever. And there are people that are in that group that live in New Zealand, in Australia, in Taiwan, in Spain, in England. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And I don't know if they are interactive because I might know 200 people that are in the group out of that almost 10,000 people. I don't know these people. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully most of the time it's very productive. Um, this whole PPE business has been making me crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but people sourcing things, looking for ideas. I love that sense of community that, 
they're looking for assistance. They're looking for people to come in and um, share an opinion or share an experience, or can you give me an idea? And, you know, if you're working from home and you don't have an office to go to and you have to rely on just yourself all day, every day, that I think is, is really important for people's humanity. Yeah. Just to have that community. So I love that you started it kind of as a community, you know, to be a community and connect with people that you know and have like a central place to kind of maybe talk back and forth and maybe get together over coffee when you're going to be in the same city, something like that. And then it's evolved to this giant idea sharing kind of room. And um, I know I personally obviously have benefited from it just to be able to bounce ideas back and forth. I work from home all the time. People probably see me on the go a lot. Um, But truth is, I mean, I really am behind my desk you know, 12, 13 hours a day. And I, I very rarely get out to see people. So for me, um, promo really is my family. And that group has just been super cool to um, help people and also to meet new people. I love that people will talk in that group. And then I will be at like, you know, at Expo or a different show across the country. And someone will come and be like, Charity, I am so-and-so. I'm like, oh my gosh. And we can just give a big hug. And, you know, we'll sit and like, how are the kids? How's the dog? Oh my gosh. Like, how'd that order work out? And so we go, I know Brian Fanzo and Danny Rosen have said a lot that social media turns a handshake into a hug. Um, I mean, and those are probably going to be air hugs from now on, Uh (laughs) who knows, with our masks on, but um, it's been really, really good, and I love what you said about the international aspect of it, too. I know at one point in time, um, Gordon Glenister was in the group, and he's kind of like the Paul Bellantone of the BPMA in London, uh, British, like UK, Mm -hmm. and then you have uh, Justin Reynolds and... um, the you know the Australian group in there which is uh super fun and actually we've branched out now and uh we have a a lot of people know I was one of the founding uh kind of original chefs of promo kitchen Uh and so now we have a promo kitchen Australia which is really fun um and that and I don't know um how many people even even know that but a lot of those um relationships have been formed, you know, based off of the conversations that we have in those groups. I mean, I just think it's, it's massively important to be able to have that community. And I am so thankful that you put it together, even though I know it must drive you absolutely crazy. I'm actually, that was kind of what am I like leading into what I might have on my head next. I'm like, I know as a social media super user, um, I'm on (laughs) social media as often as I'm awake, but how, I mean, I know how tough it is to keep up with the accounts I manage. Obviously I'm in that group all day long looking for opportunities to bring back, um, you know, to Peerless and to other companies. But I'm curious, how do you manage that? Like, do you spend a ton of time in there? And I think my other question would be, if you could give everybody in that group, like one piece of advice, like one thing that keeps you up at night or just bugs the suitors out of you, like what piece of advice would you give to people in that group? I would say if there is something specific you're looking for, use the search function first. That is a great, great piece of advice. (laughs) Search function. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people don't know that the search function exists in the groups. Um, I think that that's super important. And uh, did you know there's actually a search function too on your main Facebook page? Did you know that? Yes. Okay. I was like, I didn't know. Some people don't know if you go to your actual Facebook profile, if you posted something from 
12 years ago, you can actually search the keywords and it'll take you to those places on your timeline that that was mentioned. So yeah, search is massive. <laughs> and I've had people message me from five years ago. They're like, Hey, cause I'm obviously with peerless now. And they're like, I saw this thing about these tumblers from next. I'm like, that was five years ago. So good for you for using search. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Help yourself first. Yeah. Um, because some people, I mean, and that's another thing about the group. Um, it's a tremendous opportunity for some people to be mentors as opposed to critics. Absolutely. People start somewhere in this industry, somewhere in their career. How if their father had the company and they didn't really pay much attention and now they're in it and they need help. So be a mentor. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Well, and that's super interesting to me too. I know I, I mean, I obviously have a big handle on who a lot of people are in the industry, just given the nature of being with Promo Kitchen and now with the podcast and, um, you know, traveling and trade shows and all that. And it is interesting to me to see when somebody that has tenure, like some of these posts that go in, people don't realize like the volume of sales that these people are doing. They've been in the industry for 20 years. They're writing $50 million a year, but maybe they're the principal of the company mm -hmm. and they don't have access to one of their salespeople right now and they need an answer. So they go there and people, start ripping on them I'm like oh you guys like you don't you don't know like you know what let's be nice in fact let's bring this person out for coffee and you can learn from them how they built their business from zero to 50 million or you know 30 million um, you know but it is very interesting to me and people ask me that all the time you know just why do you spend so much time there and how do you you know, do what you do. And I, that's my quite my answer is that we're all wearing that same Jersey. When somebody goes to a BNI meeting or a chamber of commerce meeting and somebody says, what do you do? And they're like, Oh, I'm in the promotional products industry. I just want to help them be the best that they can be because they're representing me. So, um, I love your advice there that definitely be a mentor for sure. Um, I love that. And so as far as managing, is that like a full time, like, are you there every day <laughs> or do you have to I get notices of when people have responded to something I've posted, I've turned off my notifications unless somebody has reported a post. Um, I have two other admins that I've added. Uh, Mike Schenker used to be my co-admin for years and um, he is doing something different now. And uh, so I added Jonathan Regal who was a executive director for SAGNY for several years. Yeah. And uh, Lisa Bennett, who is an industry veteran too. And um, they kind of keep an eye on everything more so than I do, probably. Um, Lisa is on it. Um, yeah. And John probably looks at it and I sometimes I can hear his eyes roll. <laughs> but I, uh, I let them, you know, take a big part in, in keeping everything kind of under control Moving along, uh, I, it, there's just too much to do for one person. And I have other jobs. Yeah, <laughs> we have work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very fun. Well, we definitely appreciate you not only starting that and, and fostering the growth, but, you know, continuing to maintain it and keep it out there. I know you're volunteering for that. And um, it's a huge, huge help and a huge resource. Um, yeah, a couple thorns every once in a while, but for the most part, definitely appreciate that. I won't keep you too much longer. I guess my, my last question from podcasts on the Badass Winter Promo podcast is always um, that 
obviously this industry I feel is full of powerhouse women. Um, and I think more people are powerhouses than they probably give themselves credit for. In fact, I think all of them are the fact that we wake up and show up every day. Uh, we all deserve capes for that. But I'm curious if you had to pick one person to nominate or consider as a badass woman of promo, who would you uh, nominate or give that honor to and why? Oh, that's actually pretty easy for me. That would be Daryl Griffin. Aww. He is one of the most inspiring speakers. If you ever get to be in a session that she is facilitating, I call it going to the church of Daryl. <laughs> she is so good and so talented and her presence when she is giving her talks, it's amazing. And she's been through a lot and she definitely paved the way in Atlanta for what she's doing and what her legacy is gonna be phenomenal. Um, and she's, she's won uh, a few awards in the industry. Um, she deserves a lot more recognition than she gets. She That's really, she's a lovely, lovely person. She, so I really got to know Daryl at uh, Women's Leadership when she was accepting the uh, Women of Influence Award. And the first time I had seen her actually speak in person was when she was accepting her award. And she's so unassuming, right? Like she's kind of a tiny girl. She's got her, you know, she's just very prim and very proper. She gets on that stage and the minute that she opens her mouth, I mean, we're laughing, we're crying. I've got goosebumps. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're 100% correct. Like she is just a powerhouse. And then I was able to hear her again at SKUCon uh, recently. Same thing. Like she just gets on that stage and you just wouldn't expect all of that from her with Lena's like she just gets on the stage kind of unassuming and then it's just captivating so I completely agree with you she is a force and I'm very glad that you said that so uh awesome super cool well I won't uh keep you very long but thank you so much for jumping on and talking with me and again for everything that you do do you have any parting words before we end this call anything you'd like to say well, I'm just um, very proud of the companies that have been able to switch their business model so rapidly to offer assistance for all of this pandemic mess. Um, just crazy that people that were making name badges are now making face shields. Uh, they're making t-shirts, now they're making face masks. It's just amazing that they are able to change their whole business model for a short period of time, cross your fingers. Yeah. Um, I want everybody to to stay safe and remember to be careful about being out. Even if the government is opening stuff, you're still at risk. Be safe. Be hopeful, because this is going to end sooner rather than later. I love those wide wise words. Be safe and be hopeful. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Badass Women of Promo podcast. If you are not following us on social media, I encourage you to look us up on Facebook or also on Instagram or on LinkedIn. We're pretty much everywhere you are. You can also visit us on our website at badasswomenofpromo.com. While you're there, take a minute to nominate somebody that you consider to be a badass woman of promo or give us your advice on how to be a badass and you have a chance to maybe be featured 
featured on one of our social media posts. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Common Skew and All Made, and we'll catch you next time.